an installment that reminds you that um, we all know that you are a whore Saturday night before Sunday morning service. Welcome to Who Raised You Hoes, a weekly discussion about pop culture, LGBTQ plus culture, a table topic as well as a self-care tip. My name is Lonnie and as you can tell by the background laughter, I am not joined but I'm not here by myself. Mm-hmm. So I don't introduce any of my guests. I allow them to introduce themselves. Hi, everyone. My name is Peaches. And, uh, oh, bitch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Oh, don't do me. Get here, mama. Hello, everyone in um, the podcast world. My name is Jeffrey. I am one of Lonnie's closest friends. And I'm here to talk about a topic that is important to me and him. And I'm sure the rest of y'all lives once we get into it. And yes. Yes. So I took a week off because I was dealing with a death in the family. Um, I felt it happened Friday night, last Friday night. Um, not the Friday that just passed, the one beforehand. Um, I just felt like that week I went and gave y'all the best episode that was possible or even one that was decent. So I just said I'm going to take a week off. But I'm back with the jump off. Um, Which means I ain't going to get into my week or none of that. Um, Normally when I do the hotels episode, I normally go right into the regular topic. But because it's been two weeks and I owe you guys... We're going to go into the timeline for a hot second as we are here with White Castle and Wine, honey. White Castle and Wine. As you can hear, as you can hear Jeffrey smacking on that microphone. I'm going to sound like a cow this whole entire episode. And if y'all read me, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> so for the timeline, I just have two topics to go over very quickly. Um, first, let's talk about these Grammys, honey. Um... They had listen before we get to the fuckery and extortion. They, we're gonna get into the good parts and then we're gonna go to the controversial. Um, first of all, congratulations to my baby, her, which is something that was well deserved. It was very well deserved. She was nominated for five Grammys, she walked away with two. She won for best, I think, the best traditional RB performance for the best part. Am I yes. right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and she also won the best R&B album for her her project, which really she had to reveal it's really a bunch of EPs. It's not a real project. Um, not a real project, but you know she's mainly been doing EPs. She's on number five right now, technically. So it was well deserved and well earned. So and now she can be able to do an album because she has the brand to back her up. Everything comes in time. So 
I'm glad that they combined both EPs together and they gave people something they could use, something they could feel. Yeah. And she was able to do something that was incredible. Shout out to Jeff Robinson. Yes. And um, he actually is um, friends with my dad. Ew. And, you know, shout out to Wari, who yes. dresses her. He yes. is like an uncle to me. Mm. And he used to roommate with my cousin. So I know Wari very well. So shout out to them. They're both doing their thing and they're treating that girl very, very well. Um, it's the Grammys has a history of getting this one category wrong nine times out of ten. Janelle Monet was snubbed for album of the year for Dirty Computer okay. for some country hoe that we don't even know her name or her project. Can we, can we just... Besides from the country girl, can we talk about the fact that she was just snubbed in general and she got one nomination just for the album of the year and that's Which it. is the top one. True, but at the same time, she had so many different genres of music. Even if she didn't get nominated for all the music, she definitely deserved... Like the long firm video or something. She, she deserved did. to be nominated she for Grammy for that. Dirty Computer, the the project itself, the film was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was iconic. Yes. And it's something that's going to go down in history, period. I honestly feel like, and I'm going to say it, and I really don't care, I feel like the only reason why she didn't get nominated is because she decided to let everybody know that she plays with the females as well. But this is the thing. If you were really a Janelle Monet fan, you've known this since the Arch Android. Yes, this is very true. If you really pay attention to the music, one of my favorite songs by Janelle Monet from that project was Mushrooms and Roses. Mushrooms and Roses, she sung about a girl in that song. She did not just sing, she didn't sing about a man. That song was about a woman. Right. And then also, too, if a lot of people pay attention to The Electric Lady, um, the one of the bonus songs she did was a remake of I Want You Back. And she did it in like an acoustic version. Mm-hmm. And she never changed the lyrics. A lot of people don't pay attention to the fact that when she does remakes or she does certain songs, she doesn't change the lyrics. She doesn't feel the need to change the lyrics because she knows that she can relate to singing to a man just as much as her singing to a woman. So she's always giving people tidbits of her sexuality mm-hmm. without even talking about it. She just decided to finally just let y'all in. So what I mean by that is like she finally let people in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To what the true fans knew, but what others didn't. So now that she's thrown it in their face, they don't see it for her. Because mm. that album was incredible. There was no way. She should have been nominated for at least for um, the, the long, form, long film, a short form video, whatever you want to call it. The album of the year, fine. I don't see a song for the year. I don't see a record for the year. Don't. I don't see it for that. Mm. Um... I feel like she should have gotten like one R&B, maybe, because she had a lot of R&B on that album, you know. So I feel like she definitely should have got. At the end, there was really some really good R&B songs. Why didn't she get nominated for best traditional R&B performance with "Don't Judge Me"? That's the song that I feel like she should have been nominated for. That song was beautiful. It was well written. 
um, like I said, I just feel like when it comes to certain artists, they it's shady. Because my thing is that how can you acknowledge the album, but then you can't acknowledge the songs that made you feel like that it's eligible to be the album of the year? Right. It just doesn't make any sense. So it's it's a trap. So it's a trap. Let's get into the other controversy. There's two more. Um, the first one is going to be the Motown tribute. Um, <laughs> you're going to hear a lot of Jeffrey sighing and saying, oh my God. FYI. I'm going to let y'all know that right now. Um, the thing with the Motown tribute, I felt like she, I did not ever felt like she couldn't do a good job. That's beyond it. I feel like there were so many other black artists that they could have called instead of Jennifer Lopez. Like, you had so many that were available. And you chose Jennifer Lopez. Let's be fair. Okay. Now. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. Go ahead. I will say she did an amazing job. I'm not taking that from her. I'm not taking that from her at all. She lip-synced for her life. Say it, but okay. And... She did. Listen, I, there's, there's certain parts, there's certain performances I've seen J-Lo where I know she's not lip-syncing. Mm-hmm. And there's some parts that I know she's lip-syncing. The Grammys are notorious for making it's no shade, but all shade mm-hmm. on the Recording Academy. Okay. They are known for making certain people lip-sync. Mm. Because they feel like their voice is just not gonna appear with their body. Like they make never mind. Right. Say that. So they do that. Mm-hmm. It's it's known. I've seen them do it to Invogue, which was shade. Because in Vogue since they behind them. They're known for giving you a cappella. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they even made them do that to your history, 93, 93 Grammys or Shade. Um they do that. So when I saw her lip singing, I wasn't surprised. I didn't really think her throat was going to be able to match all of that anyway. She can't. So, but this is my problem. Mm-hmm. My problem is not with the performance. Mm. My problem is the fact that she came out there and gave you sparkly leotard with her ass out. Like, bad enough you're a Latino woman and we're celebrating black culture. Come on. Okay, and I'm not disrespecting you because you know what? She was born in 69. She... Grew up listening to that music. She's from the Bronx. Shout out to the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx. Shout out to the Bronx. Do Jack all day. She's from Castle Hill. That's a, like a whole other world away. Shade. But it's not shade, which is true. Remy Ma agrees too. It's like they both from <laughs> Castle Hill, but Remy Ma's from Castle Hill Projects. She's from Castle Hill with the nice houses. There's a difference. Okay. So it's not shade. But what I will say is, is that she... I feel like Smokey Robinson said it best. It wasn't... Motown was not created for just black people. Motown was created as an outlet for black people who was not able to get an outlet from any other place. Mm-hmm. So they welcomed the diversity. They just wanted people to see them because it was in a time where it was so much racism. Still is. That's not shame. We all know that. But, you know, just that... They didn't have that opportunity back in the 60s and Barry Gordy made a way for them. Mm-hmm. So I get where he's coming from when he defended J-Lo. 
So let's be very clear for everybody who's feeling like, oh, it's a black thing. You should have been a black person. Because they had Neo on the stage hmm. giving you piano. I mean, it's no shame. He did look like, he did look like um, he was like the help. No, you're not, what you're not going to do? Mm-mm. You know, I love, you know, I love Neo. And not to mention, he performed one of my favorite Stevie songs of all time, which is Another Star. If you are a house music person, you know Another Star. Right. It's iconic, it's classic, and it's timeless. And it's been remixed so many times, I ain't mm-hmm. gonna get there. But mm-hmm. I appreciate them bringing him out. But there was so, like I said, there's so many black artists that will never get their recognition on their flowers until they're gone. And it's sad. Right. But I feel like I feel like that they need to let J-Lo go because of the fact that she did it justice. My only problem is you didn't have to do it half naked. You didn't. All of those people back in the day had integrity, they had class, and they knew that they was representing something bigger than what they were. Mm-hmm. And they helped pave the way for all of black music to be able to come up, including you doing your hip hop, you know, and all that stuff. Now, I'm not going to say she's culture appropriating because she grew up in the era, she grew up in hip hop, she grew up in the place where hip hop was born. So she was in that movement. Sis was a fly girl. I don't need, we don't need to justify anything further than that. She was a fly girl. Right. So we can't say she's um, culture appropriate. But what I will say is that you don't, if you're going to do it, do it correctly. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with getting a performance. You want to flip, you want to give us acrobats. That's what she's known for. She's known for always trying to give you acrobats. Come on, pink on the ceiling. I mean, Pink do it better than her, but come on, Pink on the ceiling. Mind you, Pink do it better than her. She's a white girl. Okay, glitter in the glitter in the wind. I'm just, huh? Mind you, glitter in the wind. Excuse me, glitter in the air. Right, songs like right. Go on. So, J Lo, appreciate you. You did good, but you didn't have to shake your ass. Um, everything you do is always shaking your ass, and you didn't have to do it half naked. For me, that was the part that I was like. Why do you have to do us like that? Now, I'm going to touch the Aretha Franklin tribute real quick. Um, I feel like though You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman is like one of her signature songs, there's so many countless others that you could have did and it could have been really classy. Like, I want, me as a person that knows some of Aretha's material, I would as a person that loved her I would have wanted to see somebody do Call Me. I would have wanted to see somebody give you, like, classic Aretha. Like, I wanted to see Fantasia really give me Ain't No Way. I'm sorry. Okay, now, to their defense, the Grammys are putting on an Aretha tribute concert that's supposed to be coming on soon that has different artists that's supposed to air on CBS. They're also doing the Motown 60 celebration, that's going to air there as well. That's possibly a Grammy um, just broadcasting like, too. Just like they did with Stevie for Songs in the Kid. Like. Right. So they're going to do that. So they just haven't put it out there yet. But they are doing it. They eventually did promo and stuff for it. So I will give them that. Now, Fantasia, I love you, but I'm about to clock you. Go on. Now, I remember back when her Back to Me album came out. And I remember when she was nominated for Bittersweet and won, and won, she did not appear because she was upset 
because they did a Lifetime Achievement Award for Aretha Franklin. And she and wasn't she a part, was of, not a part of it. And they didn't ask her. So she was so angry that she stayed home at the Grammys and missed her opportunity of being on that stage for her song. Doesn't that sound like Ariana this year with Sweetener and it won Best Pop Vocal Album and she won over Taylor Swift? Need I say more? But Ariana's situation is different. They wanted- Ariana was actually asked to perform. Mm-hmm. Fantasia wasn't. Shady. <laughs> so, it's not shady, it's true. They just wasn't thinking about you, boo. They had, they had, I think, Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. They had Christina Aguilera. Don't know why. And she was screaming all over the place. Don't know why. That's As soon as you said that, I was like, don't know why. And they had Jennifer Hudson. Scream Central. I'm tired of Jennifer Scream Hudson Central too. and Scream Machine. I hope the new album that you put out, I hope you have some feeling in your throat now because all you do is give me Gloria Gaver, I Will Survive every time you put out an album. And, excuse me, I hope... When- hold up, look, hold up, bitch. Hold up. Because the J-Hud album, she actually gave you something you could use and something you could feel. All cat, exclamation point. Lies. The only thing she did was give you a cute little walk it out and they still clowning her sneakers to this day them spray painted Balenciaga wedges she had on looking absolutely crazy with that nothing, lapsided sole. Hold on, wait. Nothing tops the dead shoes Monica used to wear in the 90s with those music videos. <laughs> with them lap listen. But J-Lo we had them J-Lo. J-Hud had those um, lapsided she had them pressed shoes. And then she had the lapsided sewing. Oh, girl. And like, yeah, Don't make me hit you with my pocketbook. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best she looked was the first album. Oh, then they gave her that long-ass weed from where you at. Oh, because she had lost all that weight and she looked weird. <laughs> I remember. Right. That's when she first lost all that weight. Yeah, she looked old, but she looked good. But now... She just uh, 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 listen. I'm gonna, <laughs> my, listen, that's all I got to say. When this new album come out, you're gonna need to give me something spectacular. Like I'm gonna need to feel it in your throat, especially how um David did you, Mr. Otonga. Oh, I'm gonna need you, oh. I'm gonna need all of that in your throat. I'm gonna oh. need all of that in your throat. I'm gonna need you cussing and all of that. I'm gonna need that in your throat. I'm going to need you to act like you're a black woman from the south side of Chicago. Girl, we are getting off topic. Sorry. So, sorry. Just, I'm passionate about that. I know you are. Yeah. So this is the part that behooved me. The police, better known as Cardi B, Go off this. won her first Grammy. Go off this. For them represent. Um, before certain artists that shall not be mentioned in this podcast right now. Didn't I say not mentioned? So you said you wasn't mentioned now. She also made history with this win. Um, she's the first female rapper to win Best Rap Album. Mm-hmm. This means all of our rap female faves from yesteryear in the past in the past did not win this category. Mm-hmm. Now that includes your Missy Elliott's, your little Kim's. Um, your Queen Latifah, so on and so forth. They never won Best Rap Album. It always went to a dude until Invasion of Privacy. Now, my problem is, instead of congratulating her, she received a lot of biases. A lot of people brought up the whole songwriting situation. Now, this is my problem with the whole songwriting situation. 
85% of y'all fucking faves do not write their music. They pay someone to write it. Do you think half of the rappers, you think rapping about that life actually live it? Do we really need to go back to 6ix9ine? Do we really need to go to how Drake was clocked before? Do we need to really go back in the day and remind y'all that 95% of the rappers that y'all love and claim they from the streets are really not and never were about that life? But y'all really hold this over her head that she does not write her raps. Sis said, I can write them. However, I don't like how I sound when I write them. There's a difference between the two there and the artist that y'all caping for that y'all claim writes her raps sounds a mess as she writes them and there's been receipts proving that she has not written everything that she's come out with. Because last time I checked, Monster Attack was written by Sean Garrett. Oh, okay. And the last time I checked, Anaconda wasn't written by her either. Super Bass wasn't written by her either. It was written by Esther Dean. So before y'all jump off Kate about her, and mind you, Super Bass is her highest selling single to date. Okay? Last time I checked, it's her highest selling single to date, and she did not write it. Esther Dean wrote it, and you hear her clear as day in the background. I know what this sounds like. Mm. But y'all caping again. My one complaint with Cardi, to be brutally honest, because I love her and I can say it, I'm a fan, not a stan. I wish she would stop caring what people have to say. It's honest to God, one of my biggest pet peeves with her, because I understand you caring about what people have to say, but when it comes to fame, it comes with the territory of scrutiny. People are always going to talk about you. As long as you live and as long as they talk, that means you're doing something right. All cap exclamation point. If they talking, you're doing something right in your life. But I need you to let this go. And it's like a cycle with her. Something happens. She feels like everyone's attacking her. She'll disable her Instagram for like a day or two and then turn the shit right back on. Turn the shit right back to fuck on. What? Look, what's, what's this bitch? No, no. But there is one other thing that I wanted to get on, and I promise you, you're going to hear Jeffrey take a deep sigh. Well, before you get into that, I just have a rebuttal to that Cardi B situation. Please. And I'll make it quick. I'm Barney Gang, so watch him out. Listen, he tried it. But I'll say this. I like Cardi. Press, press, I love press, her to press, death. Press, press. This is the problem. Cardi don't need no more press. So... so like I was saying I don't have a problem with Cardi but this is the thing Cardi about it I just want Cardi to just prove that she can be able to write just one song the reason why I say that is because as someone who loves hip hop Yes. Who grew up in the Bronx, who's listened to 90s hip hop. Yes. Remember when Biggie's album came out? Mm. Remember when Tupac's album came out? Wu Tang mm. Clan. Yes. When RZA's album. 36, 36 Chambers. Chambers. <sighs> like, all of these albums, when, when Jay Z was coming out with the first blueprints, like when, when, album, when, when rap was rap. The Slim Shady Project, child. 
Right, like when rappers rap, like anything Nas do, Nas is one of the few people that keeps traditional hip hop alive. When you sample something, you flip it and you make it your own. Like Slick Rick, all of these people. Y'all gonna give y'all flowers to Common because that beat album was everything. Right, Slick Rick, Common, like um, Big Daddy Kane, like Roxanne, like all these people that they don't understand. These are people that you couldn't even step up there if you could not write and if you could not spit what you could spit. LL, all of these people. So my thing is that from the culture standpoint, she's looking like a culture vulture. And I under, and you know what? It's, I not, rebuttal, but I'm you it's not just her fault. Right. I feel like that she has a machine behind her and they're suggesting to her to let these people do their thing. Mm-hmm. Because she said it from the beginning, she's about her money. So whatever's gonna make her money, she's gonna let them do what they gotta do to make sure she get them chats. Before you finish, that's my point. Uh-huh. A lot of these new artists, they're not in it for the art anymore. Back when we grew up on hip hop, they were in it for the art. They weren't in it for the money. It was a bonus for them, but they were in it for the art and for the love of the game. Now a lot of these like YBM and young rich nigga all these other people like all these little games and clicks that come out now most of them don't care about the art they just care about the check this is why you gotta respect your J. Coles your Kendrick Lamars these type of people because they're actually in it for the art they're not in it for the check it's a bonus to them but at the end of the day they're in it for the art Cardi has said it um this ugly boy um young like NBA young boy, whatever the fuck, I don't care. These people have gone on camera and said they don't care about rapping. They don't care. They don't. It's it's really just a check for them. Yeah, about their money. So if that's the case, then why don't you go back to a pole, go back to a corner? Why are you in the game? See, but that's the thing. Cardi is doing it because Cardi is is the money. She never wanted to to, to be on a pole. She did it because it was quick money. Same thing she wanted to love in hip hop. It was about the money. She stopped it when she got the money she needed. The fun trying to make an album. Then she did Bo That Ghetto and blew up and Atlantic signed her. Whoa, whoa. You want to pay respect to Gangsta Bitch um, no, Music I'm not, listen, I'm, not, I'm not disrespecting her mixtapes. What I'm saying is, is that Bo That Ghetto was the song that blew her up and got her signed. If you want That's what I'm saying. She already had a movement. But Bo That Ghetto, Bo That Ghetto got her signed. And Atlantic was smart as hell. So Atlantic was smart as hell to scoop her ass up. They scooped her ass up before it was too late. And that's what they had to do. So all I'm saying is, is that, and I will give Nikki credit. Nikki, Nikki was coming out giving you, listen, she was giving you neon, rainbow tees, um, ride my pony. My little pony. Yeah, my little pony. Yeah. Right, Cabbage Patch Kid. She was giving you Cynthia Doll Realness. Right. Oh shit. <laughs> she. She Rats Doll Teeth. She was giving you. She was giving you everything that Barbie is not. Listen, but, I'm but sorry. I troll. Go people, ahead. Not to cut you off. When Go people ahead. started, when people started really clowning her. She said, I need to go back to the mixtape, Nikki, and let y'all know that I'm about this, you know, because she got too into the pop and she got too colorful and crazy with it. 
So I will say from looking at this nigga on, she's made sure to give y'all something that y'all can touch. Has it been has it been all mistake, Nikki? No. She's given she's made effort. So I can understand why people can look at Nikki, I mean not Nikki Cardi and be like, oh my god, how can she win best rap album? But in her defense, the album was a great album. The people who put the album together, the people who wrote the lyrics, it was a good album. You just can't deny the album was good. Even if she didn't write the lyrics, it was a good album. So, you know, so I get both sides. But I mean, hey, if they was willing to sign their names away and they was willing to let Cardi take the credit, then Cardi gets the damn Grammy. At the end of the day, they all get in chats. And for somebody who knows, who has a relative who works for Atlantic Records, okay, I've seen some of these people who have, um, you know, worked with her and they've pulled up in six freaking cars in front of that building. So trust me when I tell you, everybody on Cardi's camp is being taken care of. So if they're the ones putting in the work and putting in the lyrics and stuff and they're not complaining, Y'all shouldn't be, because y'all still shaking y'all asses to the song when they come on. Period. And all cap exclamation point. That's all. So, before we get into what we're here to discuss, y'all, mm. um, <laughs> I have a quick rant. Oh. That's right. I have a rant. Um, This would have been the thread for the week. However, I think it was already. But I, I have a quick rant. Let me sip this wine. Yes, get into that wine, dear, because I'm about to go there for a moment. Um, so there's. Let me pull this up because I want to be as precise and accurate as possible. Because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't do that. I'm gonna pull it up from CNN. That's what I'm gonna do. Oh mm-hmm. shit! I'm, I know where this is going. Yep, you know where it's going. Whew. Get ready to take a seat, honey. Because I have issues mm. with this. Um, I found a story right away, too. Um, the story reads from CNN, police sources, new evidence suggests um, Jesse Smollett orchestrated attack. Chicago CNN. Two long... Okay, girl, sit that line. It's okay, girl. It's okay. Wrong pipe tease. Wrong pipe. Okay. Um, two law enforcement sources with knowledge of the investigation tell CNN that Chicago police believe actor Jesse Smollett paid two men to orchestrate an assault on him that um, he reported late last month. Smollett denies playing a role in his attack according to a statement from his attorneys. Two men who are brothers were arrested Wednesday but released without charges Friday after Chicago police cited the discovery of new evidence. The sources told CNN two men are now cooperating fully with law enforcement. Smollett told authorities that he was attacked early January 29th by two men who were yelling out racial and homophobic slurs. He said one attacker put a rope around his neck and poured an unknown chemical substance on him. The sources told CNN that those records that show the two brothers purchased the rope found around Jesse Smollett's neck at a hardware store in Chicago. Jesse Smollett's attorneys issued a statement to CNN Saturday night saying that Jesse was uh, that Smollett was upset about the latest developments. As a victim of a hate crime who cooperated with the police investigation, Jesse Smollett is angry, is angered and devastated by the recent reports that perpetrators are individuals that he is familiar with. The statement reads, he now has been further victimized 
by claims attributed to those alleged perpetrators that Smollett played a role in his own attack. Nothing is further from the truth, and everyone claiming otherwise is lying. Jesse Smollett's attorney said that they expect further updates from Chicago police on the investigation and will continue cooperating with the authorities. Now, here is my problem. You niggas. Why is it that any other time it's fuck the police, Black Lives Matter, and all these other things. And oh, and let's not forget the infamous no snitching policy. That now everyone's looking sideways at 6ix9ine because he snitched on the people that orchestrated the crimes that they committed under basically his name, like while in his camp. Now, here's my problem. If Jesse has not given y'all a reason before to believe that he is worth, that he would do something like this, why are you all of a sudden believing it now? Um, he is cooperating with the police. There's that first of all, this is word of mouth. Whether it's someone with information to the investigation is word of mouth. Whenever a major crime takes place, all of a sudden everyone had went to school for criminal justice. Um, everyone wants to work for the FBI just because they watch too much um ID network, snapped. America's Most Wanted, Cops, the list goes on. So now all of you want to claim that you want to see evidence, you want to see body cameras, you want to see all these different things, but y'all have yet to fully show this man the support that he deserves. If he is telling the story that he was attacked, I believe him. I'm sorry to let y'all know that still to this day, I still believe him. I'm not going to sit here and say it didn't happen because I wasn't there. And so there's solid evidence coming from the Chicago PD, which we all know they ain't trustworthy either. And so it comes directly from the Chicago PD that this was orchestrated by him. I'm not buying word of mouth and I'm still believing him. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's how I feel about that. I'm just going to say that. Okay. I'm just going to say this and then because every time I hear this, it's just exhausting. It's annoying at this point. I am torn. Okay. I'm torn because I feel like if he did not go on that rant when he first got back on stage after everything happened, talking about he's the gay Tupac, then I feel like he would have been fine. That was one of the most dumbest things I've ever heard him say in his life. You're not about that life. You're not a thug. You're not. Okay? If you defended yourself when someone was attacking you, that's fine. That's what maybe 99% of people would have did. Even even a white, and I hate to go into race, but I'm going to go there. Even a white man or white woman would have tried to fight a scratch or something if they know that there's a chance for them to be able to get away. It's just human nature. Excuse me. No one's going to stand there and just let someone, excuse me, beat on them. No one's going to do that. My thing is, is that you went on that rant and then you did an interview. I feel like you should have just not did anything. If you went and did the performance, fine. You're contractually obligated. You did what you had to do. Fine. But I feel like you going into this rant and doing this is too much. 
Now I'm gonna give people a short history oh. about Jess about Jesse, okay? Come on now. Now this is the problem, and this is why Jesse looks suspect. Jesse looks suspect because for a very long time he's been doing a lot of roles that were very LGBTQ and he never wanted to talk about his personal life. And the problem is is that when you do roles like that, you have to specify whether if you're gay or not. Period. Because you're blurring the lines when you decide to go and do that role. You And if you decide not to, you're going to get backlash because people want to know. Mm-hmm. You know? And you was acting like as if you didn't want to talk about it for years. Even when you was on Empire, you know, the beginning of Empire, you was on some... And, uh, and, uh, I remember the interview with Ellen when you said something s- slick at the side of your mouth and then you had to catch yourself and you had to ask Ellen to bring the cameras into your dressing room after the interview and you waited till after the show to specify exactly what you meant to clear it up because it sounded like as if you wasn't fucking with the gay people when you was just trying to distance yourself from having to answer the question because you didn't want to talk about your personal life. But then you go and put out your album and then you want to talk about everything. And then you want to talk about you was in a relationship and stuff. Nothing wrong with that. That's his choice. They normally do that whenever they release an album, but continue. Right, but still, he released the album and then that's when he decided to talk about it. Because in the first song, he put everything out there. I heard his album. It was a good album because Swiss Beats produced the majority of the album. Mm-hmm. It was a good album, okay? So, you decided to do that. Fine. Beautiful. Great. Now, let's fast forward to now. You go and do that and then this happens. Oh. Now, you have people who are looking at you crazy. Clearly, you was in the hospital. Clearly, you was beat up. I don't feel like that he was lying. I think the problem is is that his credibility is so shot because now you expect the community to come behind you and you wasn't behind them. You was very much one of those gay black people who like to live your life like you're DL, but you're not DL. Oh, the sweet girls. Like, right. And that's what he wanted to be. And I feel like you can't come now because you put out an album and you decide to be all, yeah, I'm here now. But then, isn't that what Janelle did? The difference is, is that Janelle made it very clear from the beginning of her career that she was with she was with us. True. Let's keep it a hundred percent. She always said the other that she represented that we were a part of that. Every interview from the beginning when she talked about the art android and being the other and what that meant. She always said everyone who was ever was marginalized. And she always made sure to include us in there. Period. From the beginning. Uh, She always said that. So that's the difference. Mm -hmm. She was waiting to find it within herself to let that out. But every single album, she made sure to give y'all something that was a part of her life. He put his first album out, first song, he puts it out there. Like, he wanted to put it to rest. And that works against him because it looks like a publicity stunt. 
Like, oh, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I'm just going to wait for the album to tell you what's really going on. And then I'm going to put it all out there. Yeah, I'm gay. Like, we knew this. But this is what I'm saying. It's like you want to be out, but you don't want to be out. It's like you want to be discreet, but you can't be discreet if you're a celebrity. Then you want to put it out. It's like you got to make up your mind on what you're going to do. You can't. You can't be an activist for black people and then try to diss the gay people. Well. And that's the problem that I have with him right now. Is that it's always the it's like you want to be discreet, like you're scared to be out. It's okay for you to be out and be a proud gay black man and you act the way you act. You're not quote unquote fruity, you're not running around in a skirt, you're not doing all these things that might be feminine traits that people associate gay people with. You're just a normal human being. And these are the examples that we need within our community to show people that this is these are all facets of who we are. So that's what I don't like. You can't you can't expect you want to be pro black, but then discreet gay. But here's the thing. I the one thing that I can't stand is when people are like, oh, you can't be gay and black. You gotta be one or the other. I'm both. Every day of my life. Right. You know that. I know that. Do he know that? Because the problem is, is that now you're expecting the black community to come behind you, but then you're not being your authentic self. We can sniff that shit out in a minute. You're not being authentic to yourself. You only want to be year, year, real black, fuck Trump and all that stuff like he do. But what about... What about us? What about the gay community? What about the gay black community? What about us? We don't mean anything until we don't mean anything until something happens to you. We don't mean anything until your album comes out. You know what I'm saying? Now, now you the gay Tupac. Now you want a movement behind you. Girl. You look fraudulent. At the end of the day, if it happened, I don't wish that on anybody, and I hope that he recovers from it. But if it didn't happen and they proved that it was a lie, I wouldn't be surprised because his his track record. I would give him the benefit of the doubt because I wasn't there. But that is the only reason why I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. That is my only rant that I have. We are going to take a quick break before we get to this topic and we will be right back. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for supporting WRYH Podcast. Remember to always be a part of the conversation. We can be found on all social media platforms. That is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WRYH Podcast. Once again, it is WRYH Podcast. And we will be right back. Right back turns into now. (laughs) Yes, honey. Yes. Mm. So y'all know Single Awareness Day was last week <laughs> so I don't call it by its name I just the annoyance of being single during the holiday annoys me so I call it single awareness day especially when I took the subway last week and going to Port Authority and I just saw nothing but couples doing PDAs on the train oh, like one girl was open because this dude got her rose in the car and they were making out on the train and then this Korean couple Besides, they felt the feeling, too, when they started making out. I'm like, somebody get me off this motherfucking train. So, it led me to this topic. I think you and I had this topic before, girl. And um, it is something that Jill Scott has spoken about before. 
and it is called it's actually called digmatized but i want to give it a new term i'm going to call it gds good dick syndrome now all of us have been in situations with good dick good dick will have you doing things that are immoral things that you know you would not ever fucking do It'll have you compromising relationships. Ooh, I'm ready to it, <laughs> it'll have you doing so many things. I'm so sorry it's hot in here. I don't know why you wore that damn sweater to begin with. <laughs> so, um, actually, you can cut the fan on it. It shouldn't interrupt the audio that much. Just don't cut it all the way up no. and turn it towards you. So, um, I'm going to ask you first. Um, Give me a story about a time that good dick has just ruined your existence. I mean, ruin my existence. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you mean by ruining my existence? Meaning ruining a relationship, ruining something you might have going on, or something outlandish that it has had you do. Um... You know what? Oh, unfortunately, um, Carl Winslow. Oh, girl, don't say names now. <laughs> um, that's all I'm going to say. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Um, you. This was at the verge of our end of our relationship. Mm. He wanted me, he got a new bed. Okay. And he had ordered a new bed from some furniture place. Mm-hmm. He was at work and he was not able to be there and I had off from school. Early 20s. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had, I don't know if it was high school or if it was college. It was I was around 17, 18. Oh, teenage tees. Okay, so... Teenage love affair, no, I said the end. I'm lying. 1920. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, basically, no, he was still at that spot. So, it was 19, 1819. Whatever the case may be, he needed me to be there. I had no money. Okay? I was working, but I had no money. I was broke. So... My digmatized ass, and I hope everyone can hear this, what I'm about to say, so they don't do it. This is when I was living in the Bronx, okay? Mm. And he lives in Harlem. Oh, girl. Now. You got to know the city to know how far that is. Okay, now. It's not far on the train. It's just a cute little drive. It's a cute little ride, but it's not undoable. And I live in the North Bronx. Point is, is that I took my brother's Metro card, his student Metro card. Now, anybody that's from the city knows those student Metro cards are given to you from the school and it's only supposed to be used during student hours for you to be able to use the train to get to school and to come home. Depending on your distance, you had a half fare or a full fare and I had the full fare and so did my brother because of the distance that we traveled. Now, I couldn't find mines. So, actually, I'm lying. I didn't have it anymore because I was done with high school. 
So I took my brother's card and went on the train and I ended up getting caught by the police using the student card. So the police was willing to let me go and they gave me a $60 ticket. Bitch. And they took my brother's card away. <laughs> now you think at that moment I would have just went home and just left it alone. No. You still went to Chicago. I still got my ass up you still went and to went to Harlem <laughs> and was there for that man's fucking bed. Got it delivered, sitting there chilling. Went to his job and said, I need to get a cab home because my mom is asking me where I'm at because they fucking called my mother and let her know what happened. Now, the worst part of it all, ladies and gentlemen, is my mother works for the damn train system. My mother has been working there come December 30 years. Three, zero. So she Three knows decades, darling. Everybody. Okay? Okay. So they called my mom, and my mother was the rule. I had to get in a cab from 72nd Street. Oh, girl. And go all the way out back to my house. And when I tell you my mother waxed that ass, she waxed that ass. And I had to use my allowance to give to my brother every day for him to be able to get to school until they replaced his card. And until they replaced his card, I could not go anywhere. I was on punishment. So no dick for you. Oh no, I still got dick because when she was at work, I snuck out and went to his house. Oh girl. And lied and said I was in Parkchester when I was really in Harlem. Shout out to Derek. You know, hey Derek. That's my dude. That's my that's my nigga from high school. He knew what the fuck was going on. He used to, he used to hold me down. He was coming for me. I think my digmatized tale is a bit of a coming of age story. I think I know where this is going. Um, no, you don't, because I'm going left. I'm not gonna go into that story because I think you and I both know it, but I'm not going there today. Um in my early to mid-twenties, I met a dude. I'm going to call him Blasian. Um, Blasian, though, anyone that... Blaze. Blasian, honey. Good dick. <laughs> that knows how good of the skies community property dick is. We have to have a whole... Just sidebar. We have to have a whole topic on that one of these days. Community property dick is dangerous. It is dangerous because everyone has had it. And it's like that whole um, Bob situation for Real Housewives of Atlanta. I dated him too. <laughs> situation. So in my early 20s... Okay. In my early 20s, in my early to mid-20s, I was in love, solo, with Blasian. Like, the fellow was slightly mutual, but I loved Blasian more than he loved me. So, Blasian 
was community property might I add so that means just about everybody in the area had Blasian at one point so it got to a point where I wanted him to myself that I started treating bitches like monopoly pieces I was finding ways to eliminate bitches left and fucking right. Okay. This is including some people that we know. I found ways to eliminate them bitches from the picture because I wanted Blasian to myself. Come on, let's go The dick was just so good, though. It was so good that I was willing to do these things. And my problem was... um, what ha- ended up happening was, and this is like, I'm so spilling my own tea. Like, even I, even though when I did all of these things, I still wasn't good enough. And not to mention, I felt the most played when I was played for a 17-year-old. Mind you, this nigga was in his 30s with a 17-year-old. Spill, sent that Drake bitch. He chose a 17 year old that was still in high school living at home with his mama over someone in their 20s in college and had a job in a car. I got a rebuttal for that. Go ahead. So, good dick will have you doing some crazy fucking things. Like, bitch, I just think of the random shit. Like, being dropped dead sleep to get in that middle of the night phone call. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That 2 and 3 o'clock call phone call. Midnight drive. The 2 and 3 o'clock more um, phone call and you just let that nigga in because you know that dick is about to be amazing. That's the Mary J. Blige song. It's called Midnight Drive. That should definitely be up on that. What is your rebuttal to my story of being overlooked? <sighs> so when me and Carl Winslow... Finally broke up. Well, I found out that the same bed that I helped deliver, mm. he was fucking somebody else on it. And that person he was fucking on there happened to be classmates with my best friend at the time. Okay. We all was in college. Oh. Okay. And my best friend knew that this dude was sliding and jumping and pop locking and dropping all over my boyfriend's penis. Okay? And when I found out about it and I asked my best friend, why didn't you tell me that this was going on? He responded, I thought you knew. Friendship canceled. (laughs) Friendship fucking canceled, bitch. Friendship canceled. But wait, even after all of that, we broke up. Three weeks later, I jumped back on the dick. Oh, Dickmatizing is the worst, but you know what? Everything oh. ended up working out fine because now the dick is disabled. Dickmatized is a thing. It is a syndrome. Nothing but you hold on to your faith. And you pray to God for some better, some uh, good dick and better dick because new now, dicks, new mistakes. Bitch. Okay, because the because the dick that because the same dick now is using pumps. The same dick now is disabled. The same dick now breaks a half a Viagra pill in order to be able to do what it needs to do. The same dick now hangs in between his legs as he's getting bent over. When I was with him, he was a top. 
So let this be a lesson learned to you, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Okay? Mm. It is for you to understand that when you are digmatized to walk away, and when it's to the point where you have to compete with other bitches, you fuck their best friend. Their best friend. And you make sure you record it. And if you're really nasty, you take that nut one time and you put it on your face and you make sure that you take a picture and you're smiling. Know what I'm saying? That's all. Good dick will have you in relationships, friendships. It, it's just, it, it, it's literally like, you can never, ever, ever, ever make a relationship out of good dick or something you were digmatized with. Why? Because for some odd reason, good dick is getting into the worst personalities. I don't know why that is. I don't get why that is. Like, Literally, the story of Blasian was an Aries. Like, you want to talk about a brick wall and stuck in their ways in the way that they want things? They will mind fuck the shit out of you. We don't even Okay, that's another topic that needs to happen sooner or later. When you guys hear this and you hear us talk about topics, please make sure to leave a comment or something to remind him of that these need to be topics that we need to talk about. Because my biggest mistakes that I end up touching, and we have the greatest sex, but we have the worst time in relationships, is Aquariuses. Me and Aquariuses do not work at all. Me and Aries, I had one Aries, one. Okay, I had an April Aries, and let me tell you something. He used to beg me, and he, please, please, please. And I say his name, Shah Tukashif. Oh, sure. Because I'm with the shits. Shout out to Kashif. You know, we care about each other very much. He still live upstate. Um, no, I'm lying. He moved back to the Bronx. Um, but anyway, he's a good good person. Love him to death. His twins are huge now. His twins are like... Oh. Oh, oh my God. Like 12? Dad puss. Okay. His twins are like 12 years old. Because Kashif will be 33. That's real daddy. Yeah, like 12 years old. They're like 12 years old now. So, yeah, like, he... And he's taller than me. A lot of people don't know I'm 6'6". Six, six. Oh. Um, Kashif is 6'9". Where is he at? He's such a sweetheart. Where is he at? I'm trying to find we out. We just had a conversation about community penis, and here you go sitting here about to jump on the bad way. Hey. Sit your high ass down. I am, I am the black gay version of Samantha from Sex in the City. I don't give a damn. No. But... The, my literally one of my best relationships, and I can say it in all honesty, was the Sagittarius. I don't know what it is about Sagittarius, but literally, when I say affection, attention, overall validation, all of these things, companionship, all these things were met, and the dick was bomb. But I was young and dumb and he got away, you know? And trust me, I still want that G. <laughs> you know, you know. I still want that D. You know what's so funny you mentioned that? Because you know who's a Sagittarius, right? Uh, Marius. Oh, is he? That's why I love him. Yeah, his, um, his birthday is the same birthday as my dad. That's why I love Darius. My dad is a Sag. Yes, honey. My best, one of my best friends is a Sag. Shout out to Yes, he's a Sag. But... Honestly and truthfully, like, 
If you have good penis in your life, I was gonna say hoops, but hoops is an Aquarius. Hoops is definitely Aquarius. Yeah, it would never work. Child, y'all would be it would be Cain and Abel in this bitch. Um, but good more of the story, ladies and gentlemen. Oh girl, more of the story, ladies and gentlemen. Good dick is just it's normally attached to the wrong people. Good dick will have you wanting and fiending for it again. Shout out to Anthony. It will have you like a crackhead and just itching and wanting to know when you can get it again. Shout out to Ken. Recently, and I'm spilling my own tea. Recently, I was dealing with a DL and he had good dick. When I say the first time we did it, it was okay. The second time we did it, it was great. The third time, bitch. I had not been... uh, I hadn't been ripped apart like an orange in years. And that's me saying it in the nicest way possible without getting extremely vulgar. I hadn't been ripped apart like an orange in God knows how long. And that man ripped me apart. This is somebody you knew? Yes, God. It's somebody you don't know, but I yes, mean, God. And mysteriously, like all good dick, they disappear. After the last time he I never heard from him again. I still want that dick. I still want that dick, bitch. Oh my God. But yeah, this take this as a warning, bitch. Good dick syndrome will leave you unhappy, unfulfilled, just depressed, bitch. Leave good dick alone. Okay. Anything you want to add on good dick? Shout out to Anthony. Shout out to um Sorry, I ain't naming names. Shout out to CJ. I don't give a fuck. Shout out to CJ. Oh girl. Um CJ had that long CJ dick was like eleven and it hurt it. Um, but I took it. Um, that's my sis. Shout out, right. <laughs> that's, that's back when I was like, just bottoming out. Like, I didn't even care about coming that's, or nothing. I that's, was just, that's a sis. I was just here, I was just here to get dicked out. Um, <sighs> shout out to him. Shout out to, um, Trayshawn. Oh, girl. Um, the hood names. <laughs> Trayshawn of the Queens. Trayshawn. All the good dick is in Queens for some reason. Anthony, All the good dicks for me is normally not from here. It's yeah. not from Jersey. Anthony, I will say Anthony was the best dick I ever had. Ooh, you know. that is a hard question for me to answer. Yeah, I, I, can have answer. I, can I have answer. a list. I have I can, a list. I, can, I mean, I have a list too, but Anthony... Because it's, it's just, it's not too thick. It's thick enough. It's not skinny enough. It's not skinny. It's thick enough. It's long enough. It's just perfect. My, I took your picture. No, you didn't. Okay, I got it. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. All right. So my best, one of my best penises. Go on, oh my god! And I don't believe I'm naming names, but I might mess up his name a little bit. Um, was Terrence. Terrence, and I'm spilling so much of my own tea, and I don't even care. I mean, I met parents through um a three way phone call. Um, if y'all get my dress, a three way phone call. Oh, 
So it's for some odd reason with me and three way phone calls is what you mean three way phone calls? Take out the phone call portion. So <laughs> that's a key. I, that's my code for it. Three way phone call, man. That's a key. So. Like, it was this guy that I was screwing at the time. I mean, the dick was decent, but it wasn't, oh, my God. Like, I met him. I was like, what? Oh, my God. I was, like, 17, 18 when I met Terrence. Um, and, like, the other dude was done. He had finished. But me and Terrence were still going to add it. And, like, the sex was amazing. Like, it was amazing pain. And he was a little older, but... The paint was amazeball. It's always the older ones that just give you what you need. In your oh, girl, we ain't gonna get into older ones. Salt and pepper is a is a serious, serious acquired taste. So, salt and pepper is fine. Just don't look like everything else on your salt and pepper. This is true. All right, let's let you be like in your forties when it's growing in. Yes, you, know, you finally starting to show a little bit of age, but you don't look like you just fell the hell off. Yeah, you know your hands just starting to change. That's it. Yeah. So, what ended up happening was, and this is the messy part, we ended up sneaking each other's phone numbers during the three-way phone call. Yeah. So, um, it got to a point where I started screwing with Terrence by myself. And I remember one of the last times we did the do, and we, oh, God, why am I spilling my own tea so much? Go off, sis. We were at his brother's house. Yeah, his brother's house. He was house-sitting, and we were at his brother's house. And he was... And you were sitting in that house. And um, he was... Uh-uh, get him on the phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said to you, if you decide to touch it, I'm not mad. Get him on the phone okay, right now. Okay, we got to do a community in this conversation. Even wait, wait, let me, fin- let me finish. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, we were at... He, we was house to the first brother. And, like... He was in the process of, let's just say, I was doing yoga on the sofa. Yeah, yoga on the sofa. Ooh, I like that one. I was doing yoga on the sofa, and I was, so um, huh? I so said, you are trying to be so classy right now, and you just can't be classy in conversations like this. And next thing you know, I'm as, I'm, as I'm stretching and making my legs pull back, um, next thing you know, all of a sudden, I'm shivering. Mm. I don't know what's going on. I know. I think we all do, but I'm not going to say it. Mm. But something was going on, and mm. I had never shivered like that before. Mm. And it just got me to uh, appreciate him more. Mm. But the last time I checked on him, he moved, he all of a sudden had a partner in a house in Plainfield. Mm. And that's the last I've heard from him. Because last time I checked, Uvu was disabled. Mm. <coughs> mm. That's the Lord. <coughs> the Lord reminding you to don't don't think about that dick no more. Uh, ooh, I want that dick. That's a, that should be the name of the title. Ooh, I want that dick. <laughs> I can't do that. But community property pain. Real quick, real quick, because we've been here for some time, honey. Community property pain. It's very important. It's very important to avoid. 
No, it's not. It could be a rite of passage. No, listen. Let me let me break it down. Let me break it down. Please, community team is very important in gay people's lives. Gay black people in general. Because I don't know how the white girls do it. Because white girls is messy. Gay black people is very it's, it's very important in community peeing. Community peeing is someone that you had sex with that if you know that your sis wants to play with it and you know it's good dick, but you know you're not attached to it, it's for them to play with too. Sometimes the dick is so good you gotta tell somebody about it. Well, when you tell them about it and you know that you ain't trying to mess with them like you ain't trying to marry them, you just like the way the dick feels, then it's it's for you to share. And if, if, if your sis wants to see what's going on with the dick, bitch, go ahead. The dick is good, sis. Have fun. That could be someone you used to date. That could be someone you just screwed with. That could be someone you could have been married to. You just don't know if that's if you know how you truly feel. And if you know that you can go to sleep at night knowing that you, one of your friends actually went and did something and you ain't got mad about it and you know you won't be mad, that's a community penis, okay? We have plenty of those around us. The community is but so big. Okay, one of my exes tried to hit, you know, line up, and um, I was completely okay with that. I said, if you get the dick, get the dick, sir. Uh, and after I just showed him the dick, I would still want to be pressed if he got the dick. Get the dick. The dick is abundant. It was just pretty. It's abundant. It's pretty. It's abundant. It's a, and, and, and he's one of those who takes his time, so he's not out here trying to, like, wreck you. And then he goes for the kill. Because you know the ones that take the time, then they go for the kill. Right. So this is what I'm saying. This conversation, like we're having right now, this is what you have with your good Judy. You let them know. The dick is abundant. Okay? I have to find that. Because, oh my God, that was actually a parody. That's something I actually got from Joanna Scammer because she was singing. Oh, I want that dick. Oh, I want that dick. I have to find it because it's literally the theme of this whole episode. Wow. I want that dick. Wow. So that concludes that part, but I normally close with the ultimate selfie, better known as the self-care tip. Whenever I have a guest, my guest does the self-care tip. Okay. So, Jeffrey. Okay. They need a self-care tip. Hmm. Okay. Since we're on the topic of Self um, single awareness day and being stigmatized. Here is a self care tip, okay? Oh, Lord, go. This is for my tops, uh, my verses, and my bottoms. I'm gonna need you to wash your balls and your ass. <laughs> Just because you are a bottom does not mean that that man is not going to eat your pussy. And his nose is not going to hit your balls. I know that some of you bottoms want to wear jock straps and y'all want to be such a female so bad that y'all probably would wear a gaff if y'all could while y'all getting thrashed. Unfortunately, until you get the surgery, sis, you have male genitalia. You are gonna sit here and you are gonna listen to this read. You need to wash your balls. Your balls matter just as much as your ass. Hold up, because you read my mind. 
For okay. the big boys and for the thick boys. Especially if you're beyond a big boy, you're a big girl. No big girl. If you have rolls, get in between them rolls. Take the washcloth, lift it, get in that roll. There's nothing worse. And I unapologetically will tell you, I've been here. Unfortunately, your favorite's been here. If you are pushing over 350 pounds, please understand your rolls will carry the smell of urine. Okay? That is disgusting. It is deplorable. And especially if you don't get in between them rolls, do you know that creates a horrible, horrible body odor? And on top of that, you get you get cysts that way. It is because it's literally just you're sweating and your skin is falling off from the sweat, and then it's peeling in, and then your skin peels in. Then the next thing you know, it's like you're creating a cyst, and you got all of this sweat, and your pores are open, so all of this dead skin is falling into your skin. And now you got bumps and shit in between where the creases are. It's nasty. Uh-huh. Now, some of my versatiles. Yes. Okay, we gonna move. We gonna move to the versatiles. Yeah. Some of my versatiles. The bottoms and skies. Right, sweetie. Some of my versatiles. Listen. Shout out to the versatiles of us. I'm part of the committee. Listen. <sighs> if you know you're going to flip fuck, or you want to flip fuck. Clean that okay. bussy. Not even just clean the bussy, okay? Clean it. And this is to listen. Not even just clean the bussy. Don't use the damn douche and then sit there and use all of the goddamn fluid and the douche when you get it. Who does that? Versatile. I've seen it. Listen, because they don't know no better. Listen. Girl, you empty that fluid you, out. No, listen. If you use the fluid, that is fine. The fluid is there to make you go. But you don't stick the whole thing in there or you're going to be going all damn night. If you know that the dude is coming over in an hour and a half and you know that you're trying to flip because you finally found the versatile who like to do the shit you do, Trust me, I know you get very excited and happy and you are just ready to go to hell to town. You need to make sure that you clean your ass with the soap and everything. If you don't know how to clean it properly, then call your local bottom and ask them to walk you through the damn process. Because I don't know how many verses, and I'm sorry, I'm putting y'all asses out there. I don't know how many of y'all verses don't know how to clean your ass, and then when someone open up your cheek, you still see the soap scuds on the side of your ass. I have seen that happen to me before, and I've sent a nigga home for that. Because y'all so busy thinking y'all clean it, and y'all don't. And cleaning your ass is not taking a rag and sticking it in there with your finger. Wait a minute, bitch. I got another one. Um, sis. Hi, it's me, your fave bottom. Um... When you clean the thing for that versatile, honey, please don't understand. Um, when you clean that thigh, um, sometimes, especially if you know you one of those versatiles that don't go to the flip, you just like to top it. Um, please don't understand. A dildo is your friend. A dildo has helped 
you in such situations like this, it helps you open up. It gives you life. It does so many great and wonderful things, but you have to be prepared for the D. You have to be prepared for the D. You have to be prepared for the flip and the flop and the hippity hop and you don't stop. You got to flourish like a flower in that bitch. Okay, okay. Well, then let's get to the tops because what you just worked out, that was really for me for the tops. Listen, tops. I understand that you are putting your dick into a muscle into an exposed muscle. This okay. is not a vagina. And even if you was putting your dick in a vagina, a vagina is a muscle too. Let's be very clear. You are hitting veins. You are hitting stuff that is exposed. Okay? Motherfuckers can get hemorrhoids over your dick. Uh, they can bleed over your dick. Uh, okay? Oh and God. condoms protect but so much. So for the interest of both of y'all, I'm going to need you to slow the fuck down and stop trying to stab somebody. Like, if you're trying to hurry up and get in the fuck out, okay? It's not that serious. It's not going nowhere. They're already bent over for you. They're on their side, they're on their stomach, whichever way they prefer. Either way, they are there waiting for them and waiting for you to justify their love. There's no reason for you to go ham and go stupid because in the way, you're going to hurt them and you're going to hurt you too. With that being said, as we giving self-care tips to just about everybody in the gay community, whether you black, white, whatever may have you, okay. Okay. that concludes this week's episode of Who Raves All of You Simpleton Homes in the World, honey. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Jeffrey, for coming out. Yeah. And I will see you all next week. <laughs> Peace.